1: You have before you Nulara's dripping wet,
2: decaying body, and she's pushing herself towards you.
3: Oh, with the knife in her? She's, like, Mm. walking into the knife? Yeah. Oh, Nulara, why?
1: At least in your previous dream, she'd been saying things to you, right?
3: She didn't say anything.
1: Oh, you're home. Hi, Arvid. Hey, hey, dog.
2: You brought an interesting friend with you. Oh, yeah, this this is Lex.
0: Hi, I'm Lex? And pleasure. I it's I think the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for getting me out of prison. I really wish you luck finding Donnie. If I see him, I'll send word to you. Like
3: I guess this is goodbye? I I guess it is. Can I and I like put my hands out for a hug.
1: Yeah, I want in on some of this hug action too. Alright, wizards.
3: And I shout out Tell Arvid to use protection!
1: You just
2: see a very confused look on Leosin's face as you snap out. And there is a flash. And a rumble. And an explosion. And you are thrown hard against the side of a building. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons, we're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and with me
1: today is Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. I'm playing Flint Firebeard today. And Amy Moore.
3: That is me. I'm playing Thea Amastasia.
2: And Carla Maxted. That
3: is me. I'm playing
0: TBD.
2: So many TBDs with this, Carl. I she know. Just, just like every hit, third just episode, it's down. a TBD. Yeah. <laughs> Where Carla plays a consistent character sometimes <laughs> is over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We'd love for you to join us over there where we have tons, boatloads, 50 plus hours of exclusive bonus content ready. That seems like a lot, Russ. And waiting for you. Well, you know what we like to do, Tom? It a little Tom? excessive. It, no, it's not Should we delete excessive.
0: some? Is that too much? We should probably. Guess. We should, we should probably like out some okay. of the things.
2: Everybody... Carla, Amy, and Tom tell me they don't know how to work Patreon, but just because they said they're going to delete something, they're going to figure it out. So you need to go sign up right now, patreon.com slash cast before they actually figure out how to delete things. Go! Go now! Why (laughs) would you... What are you doing? Don't make us learn Patreon. (laughs) But when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Craig Zeiss! Craig. Craig, Thank, thank Thank you. Thank you. You rock. And now... Fuck it. Let's play
3: D and D. It's very breathy. Fuck it. Fuck it.
2: As we race towards the expansive city of Calumport, the oldest continuous settled human city in Faerun, over the shining sea, we see the largest traffic of ships and freighters that we've ever seen, all traveling with extraordinary precision through two large seawalls. We launch up and over the three coastal wards, and there are hundreds of merchant ships loading and unloading goods from not just around Faerun, but all across the world. Calimport, among other things, is a place of vast trade, of spices, alchemical supplies, gems, and most importantly, magic items. Calimport, the city of glory, is a town that revolves around the abundance of magic items, both common every day and for the right price, items you can't find anywhere else. We see the Kalashite Navy preparing the fleet and recruiting various locals. Some 140,000 people walk the streets of Kalimport, and as we soar above its streets, we see the city's gorgeous architecture of tall arches, squat domes, and slender minarets reaching high into the hot, clear sky. This scene we saw was from yesterday. We see a flash in the merchant ward, and runes appear in the sand. And Flint and Thea, dressed in her khaki shorts, tank top, and gossamer cape, Flint in his active sandals, Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirt, and big shorts, not cargo shorts.
1: Not cargo. Just big.
2: Appear in the middle of the merchant ward. And as the light from the runes fades, an explosion sounds off beside them and they are thrown into the wall of a nearby building. Rushing all around them are the people of Calumport being chased by an undead army.
3: What the fuck is going on here? Jesus, didn't we just leave an undead army someplace else? What is happening? Oh, my, oh, my cape is ripped.
1: Looks like a good time for you to get that uh, amulet. We're gonna be needing it here. You are being rushed by a group of
2: undead soldiers, some carrying swords and shields, the others carrying arrows, locking them behind them. How far away from us are they, Russ? Like, 15 feet from you, the soldiers with uh, shields and swords, the uh, archers are a little bit further behind.
1: All right. Uh, I guess I will uh, pull out my dwarven thrower and throw it at one of the the guys with one of the bows. All right, roll to hit. Uh, I'm aiming to like knock the bow out of his hands. Okay, uh, it's a twenty-three. Uh,
2: that will hit. Describe to me what it looks like when you hit through this this
1: onslaught here. Uh, I I. Th- I throw the the thrower and it zings past the, the first couple of dudes that are running towards okay. us and uh, yeah kind of smashes into the guy's left hand as he's drawing it back his bow with his right hand and knocks the bow out of his hands
2: perfect the, the, the group rushing towards you kind of scatters the one cocking the, the bow it goes wide and breaks the bow Um, and then it rushes back to you. What do you do?
3: I immediately cast Eldritch Blast. 13? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, And I hit uh, a beam of crackling blue energy streaks towards that hit the chest of um, the three, any archers. I'm aiming for the archers.
2: You're all aiming for archers, cool. Um,
3: Wait, sorry, how many are there? Uh, a lot. Okay, yeah, aiming for archers.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, so air, er, hammer zips by, crackling energy shoots over top of the soldiers with swords directly in front of you and goes towards the archers behind. The soldiers in front rush towards you and swing with their blades down on top of you. Uh, is, that's going to be a 25 against Flint and a 22 against Thea
1: what is my armor class now? You're in a Hawaiian shirt,
2: man. Exactly, so what's my armor uh, class? <laughs> like, whatever your, it's like 10 plus your dex. Okay.
3: Oh, I have like changed my armor class, too.
2: Well, yours is an enchant self, right?
3: Oh, yeah, so I saw First, Clint
2: cool. thought he was going on vacation. Oh. <laughs> they rush towards you with their swords drawn, and as they raise them a figure exits a door behind you. Who exits and what happens?
0: Well, you probably don't notice but from behind you, a woman steps out. She has dark skin, short dark hair. Um, She's dressed like everyone else around in that she's wearing sort of loose linen pants they are of a very fine quality though, and a red tunic with gold um, embroidery all over it. Um, She is human, but maybe not quite. There's something a little bit unusual just about the way her features sit. But you're busy. You probably don't notice any of that. What you do notice is this huge wave of um, divine energy that emanates from where she stands.
2: She steps out and this wave crushes into these undead and sends them sprawling back into the street. You have a moment of reprieve.
3: I whip my head back to see. Yeah, I willow. I whip my hair back and forth, and then I look over to see who's there. You should quickly follow me,
0: Flint. Fia, come with me. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep.
2: Coming. Oh, in. all right. So you rush into the building. Yeah,
3: or wherever she goes.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get them in into this building, and then I've already sussed out an amazing escape route. That's where we're going to go.
2: Okay. Um, are you going to, like, a hideout? Are you going to a a known place to you? Where do you um, I guess go?
0: how overrun is the city?
2: Um, like, totes? Totes
0: see? overrun, would it's, you
2: say? Totes yeah, over? The camera zooms up and out as you run into this building, and there is, it, like, the city is completely overrun. Walls are being climbed over, barricades are being knocked down. Uh, the city guard is being completely overrun, and you see undead sprawling for miles.
0: Well, let's at least get them into this building, into an interior area away from the undead, so we can. I mean, they
3: just appeared. It's poor folks. Flint might want to change his outfit. I do assume you did put your armor in my bag of holding.
2: Um, you. <laughs> You head into this building, um, and being led by this woman, and she pops a, a door in the floor. It, looks like, it looked like stone. It was partially covered with sand, um, and there are steps that descend into the earth.
0: Quickly, quickly, come with me.
1: Should we have our weapons ready? What, what, what can we expect down here?
0: We'll be safe for a few minutes.
2: You rush down and she closes the door behind you. You hear the door blast open from up in the main room where you just left. Footsteps running around and then running back out and screaming out in the streets. Uh, You're now down in an underground tunnel system lit by um, torches, sparsely placed all the way down. Uh, Looking at it, it looks like a labyrinth, but this woman... Begins to lead you down uh, a specific path. Like she knows exactly where she's going.
3: I stop and I grab her by the arm, like gently, like I'm not like, and I'm like, thank you. Who are you? Oh, Thea, welcome. I am Yenble. I believe,
0: I believe my friend Leosin said to look for me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm really glad you found us first.
1: Yeah, I mean, what are the odds? That was super quick.
0: I've been waiting for you. I I wanted to welcome you to this beautiful, most wondrous city in the whole world, and instead, you come to this. It is... The city is under attack. There is an undead lich. It is... It is... um Not how I... Not how I wanted to welcome you to my city. Undead lich, hey? Cool. All right. How long has this been going on for? Just since yesterday. There is, um... They are undead armies, you saw. Um they are the armies of the Twisted Ruin. They are are led by a council and there's a lich, Shangalar, and he lives in a floating fortress above the Marching Mountains and I I've spent some time there but they they just took over the city yesterday. I I was hoping to help you on your mission. You are looking for something specific, yes?
1: Yeah, we're we're in we're hunting down that amulet of wonder. Any any leads?
0: Well um yes. Actually, um our
1: I mean that's great news. What are the odds?
0: It's 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 not the best news I could give you because it is with It
1: rarely is in our experience.
0: It is with Shangalar.
3: Oh, his undead
0: army has overtaken the city and he, he's very powerful.
1: Great.
3: All right. Well, this means two birds, one stone. We help your city and we get the amulet back. Well, that's true. What means two birds, one stone? We only have to do one thing, but we get two really good things out of it.
0: Oh, you have to. uh, Common is my sixth language. So I do not always uh,
3: find the words. Stop me anytime I'm talking too much gibberish. I will. I will. Thank you, Thea. I have
0: I have a friend or a, a man I know Manix Fallenleaf. He he has connections with the Sil Pasha who who sort of is uh the government. The government of Callenport and and he knows where there is a portal leading to this flying fortress. It is a lot to ask when you've just arrived moments ago, but Hey, we go where the amulet is.
1: Yeah, we came here to get a job done, so now we just have two to do.
3: Also, we're so friggin' tired of all this undead bullshit.
0: There is a lot of undead where you come from?
1: We've we've had some run-ins.
0: Just really recently. Whole city. Oh, I'm so sorry. They are disgusting. Yeah, they're not the best. Um, I'm I'm going to keep leading them. I assume this whole time. Once we started talking, we probably like resumed our brisk walking through this tunnel system that I know so well.
2: So well. Uh, So well. Yes. Um. You you lead them for quite a ways through, like the Flint and Thea. You realize that this entire tunnel system could sprawl the entire city of Calimport itself. After a while, some good. 10 or 15 minutes of traveling through this underground tunnel system, uh, passing various stairs that go back up, um, hearing explosions and screams rumbling down through the ground itself. Um, you come to a staircase uh, where Yenbul um, motions that you are to go up.
0: Please follow me.
2: You head up, and Yenbul opens up another trap door. And it opens into a uh, a dimly lit room. The calls of of the army outside is faint. Um, you can't exactly hear not not as loud as where you were. So it leads you to believe that you might be further away in this part of the city from where the main fighting was happening and it's a very shadowy room only a few candles in it and as the three of you step up and into this room the trapdoor closes behind you you hear a very soft voice come from a shadowy corner that says Yenbull it's been some time what can I do for you?
0: Hello, forgive me for intruding. I have my friends with me. And we thought... We thought you might be able to get us to the floating fortress.
2: Ah, you wish to take on this problem head-on?
0: Well, I do not wish to. It. I cannot have my beautiful city overtaken by undead. Also, Flint needs an amulet. We must... We must try and find it.
2: Of course. Shangalar has a hold on the city. You're safe here to rest and... Do your friends need armaments? Weapons? Shields?
3: Well, I'm I'm all armored up. This is just a glamour, but, um... Mm. Flint, you...
1: Yeah, I mean, I should probably throw a little something on that's better than this, uh... this Tommy Bahama shirt.
3: Well, I mean, your shirt and pants are really big and baggy, though. You could probably wear them over whatever armor they have.
0: If I may, you do look like a... tourist? It's... It's a little embarrassing...
2: Did you did you come for battle, or did you come for the
1: beaches? Well, battle, but I thought beaches would be a nice, like, side trip. Mm. Yes.
3: Well, and sometimes we go for the triple B, the battles, beaches, and bitches. But...
2: Oh. Funny friends is what you've brought me. Good.
3: They've come from very far
2: away. I can tell. I can tell. Go get your preparations done. I will see what I can find. He stands up and comes out of the shadows and the person you see before you is a, a two-foot-four halfling. Very small. Um, adorned in a, a black and white robe and he heads off into another room Um, And you see him pull a book off of a shelf and begin reading and writing out of this this journal that he's consulting.
3: What you reading there, friend?
2: I am trying to find you a way in.
3: Excellent. Anything we can help with?
1: Mm. How exactly do we get to a flying fortress? There is
2: rumors of a portal to get you into Shangalar's fortress. We would need to find you a way out of the city, though, which at the time appears to be somewhat difficult.
1: I mean, we're pretty good at sneaking, if that helps.
3: We can be sneaky.
1: We can sometimes like pass without a trace.
3: Do, would it help if we oh, only wait. needed a one-way ticket? Because, I mean, we've crashed giant air castles Oh, before. that's true.
1: We have done that.
3: This is not our first in-the-air castle rodeo. Just if that helps at all. Hmm.
2: Give me a moment, and I shall find you a rodeo out of here.
3: That's not really how you use that, but... Okay, that sounds good. I know. You have crashed
0: an ice fortress. It is no wonder you are so famous, even here
3: in Callumsham.
1: Oh, you're too kind.
3: Yeah, I honestly didn't think you guys would know... about us at all. So... Well, I don't Charmed. know...
0: if... all people know, but... My friend, Leosin, he has told me much of you. Oh, has he? He has. I, I worry for
3: him. <laughs> sometimes. His hair probably is a lot grayer than when you last saw him. Oh, I have never
0: seen him. Leosin and I, when we were very young children, were part of an exchange of uh, writing friends... I don't know.
1: Oh, pen pals. Pen pals. Yes. Yeah.
0: So we have been writing to each other for all of our lives. That's really sweet. So when he told me he was sending friends here to the most wonderful city in the world, I was delighted to make my way back here and be your guide. Where did you come from? Well, I am from here, but I have traveled all over the world. Well, all over my world, all over Kalamshan the spider swamps, the marching mountains. I have been all over this whole country and met many, many interesting people.
1: Now, when you say spider swamps, is that a literal name or something else going on there?
0: No, it is not uh, one of those ironical names. It is a, a great ghastly swamp with many, many spiders and other very large creatures. It is not... Not a place for your uh, tourist clothes.
1: Now, why did you go to the spider swamps?
0: Well, I wanted to see the whole world, and the spider swamps are part of the
3: whole world.
1: It just seems like a place you could have taken someone's word about.
3: I say we should crash the the big in-the-sky castle well, Oh, into the, into the spider, spider, spider swamps. swamps. Thanks for the idea, Yenbul.
2: Mannix, you hear small footsteps behind you. He's holding a very large book in his hands and says, I can get you to the next city. We must move quickly,
1: though.
0: Yes, what do you need from us? I'll look to Flint.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Did we ever figure out that uh, armor situation? Did you really not bring your armor? I mean, I assume it's in her bag, but...
3: I really thought it would be. Okay. I rummage around inside, and I'm like, This adventure's oh gonna God, take a very different turn. If not... I, I mean, that's to haul, fine, if
2: that's the way you want to play
1: it.
3: I started to haul out his armor. Right, I, I started, told you you'd need these to <laughs> so pull them from the bag.
1: And Flint's putting everything back on.
2: Uh... Manix is standing there waiting.
1: <laughs> uh, almost uh, almost dressing done here.
3: you with his eyes.
1: Last piece, I put the headband of intellect on. All right, good to go. Uh
2: Manix comes over as you're like slipping it on and begins looking at it and says, "Where did you find this this piece?"
1: From a shitbird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Funny friends you have brought me. Funny friends.
3: Uh, he's not... That's not
1: a joke. I mean, it was really no. from a shitbird.
3: Yeah.
2: Unfortunate.
3: Manix,
0: aren't they fascinating?
2: Oh, they are something, aren't they? Well, if we are ready, shitbird, <laughs> we shall go. Oh, my. Uh, Manix goes over and... Um, grabs a staff off the wall that is not much taller than he, and stomps it on the ground. And the trap door opens back up and says, "Lead them to the edge of the city. I will be behind you."
0: Um, and I go down into the tunnels. We follow.
3: or Thea follows anyway. I don't. Speak oh yeah, one. I definitely
1: follow. <laughs> I'm just gonna chill here.
3: <laughs> now I'm good. Thea, you got this. Cool.
2: The three of you head down and uh, kind of checking over your shoulder. You see Mannix come down the the stairs behind you. Um, Any light that was coming down into the stairs, uh, you hear the door close um, and the light disappears. And then he begins moving his hands and softly speaking to himself. And above, you hear the sound of Battle come back, like in an instant. Like it was right outside the door, and he dropped a, a curtain that allowed the sound to come rushing in, and you hear it crash into the building above. And then you see a black aura filled light come from his hands and it coats the staircase. And then the sound softens again. Hey, we're in the middle. Good to see you. Hopefully you're enjoying this
1: huge episode. Is this the new arc that you promised people, Russ? Yeah, rest? baby. Ooh, it's it's so, so big. So big. So exciting. So
2: good. I'm just so very happy about it.
3: You know what? It's 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 really untoward of you to talk about your big arc like that. You know
2: what? You're you, making sir. everyone
3: feel very uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> I'm ah, sorry. Big jokes.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Bonus. You're welcome. <laughs> Interlude. Dick
2: jokes. (laughs) Check the box on your bingo there. Yep. Um, We have some cool things over on our Patreon for you. We talk about it a lot, but we have a very special game time episode that is available to everyone. It's public. What? You can go listen to it right now.
3: Normies can too?
2: Well, I mean, if you want to call them that, that seems...
3: I don't know. Anyone listening to our podcast definitely does not fall into the category of normie.
2: Yeah, no. Um, But the link (laughs) is down in the description. We played uh, a Game Time game last month. What is Game Time?
3: It's like party time. It is excellent.
2: It's where we play a game with our patrons. And I ran the one last month which is a canonical game set in the world that we are currently playing in. So there are ramifications that happened in that game that will affect things that will happen in the game. Uh, link is down in the description, uh, or just visit patreon.com/slash/dumbdragoncast. Uh, as well as all the other game time episodes are all up there for you to listen to. Um, and we have another one coming up this month. We have them come up every month, but Amy is dungeon mastering the one this month, and she is super excited. You can't see her face, but she's just smiling ear to ear with how not excited at all a
1: look of abject she is. Not at you
3: see all how big my eyes frightened. got? Just. <laughs>
0: a grim line of a mouth, and wide open eyeballs. Mm-hmm. That means happy, right?
1: Super happy. That's Am I right. smiling?
0: It's her practicing. birthday month. So it is. she's going to be DMing the game. Mm-hmm. And there's already a couple people playing.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of tradition that comes along with my birthday that usually revolves around punishing myself somehow. So <laughs> I've got that <laughs> under control here. Um, but it's true. We have two people signed up already. I'm not at all terrified and i promise i may or may not kill somebody in the game in the game folks so there's your well, little
1: tease remains to be seen so go check that out
2: patreon.com slash dumb you can see all the details on the game time games as well as all the other tiers because the game time tier is our highest but we do have a whole ton of other great stuff um, uh, for any budget as they say um, and we'd love for you to go check it out um, before we let you get back to the episode, we just want to say a huge thank you to you for listening to us, um, especially during this crazy, crazy time, uh, and we hope that we're giving you a little bit of an escape from...
3: Your house. Your house. If you're mentally your self-isolating. If you kids, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, a little jut off to another world, and we hope that you uh, and yours are being safe and self-isolating and... Being cool. Washing those hands.
0: Doing all those things you're supposed to do to stay safe because we love you.
2: Mm-hmm. We do. So with that, we'll get you back to the raucous episode that we have going on here. And hopefully you enjoy it. And we'll see you all next week. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: bye.
2: After you see that display, Mannix almost glides forward to come behind you and yells up to Yenbul, remember to the edge of the city. Move quickly though. The four of you dodge down tunnels and pass by some stairwells that go deeper, um, but also some caverns that go deeper. And you hear sound and soft light coming up from below. Um, Almost a mixture of a jovial sound and one that is like a full-on bar brawl. Like those two just kind of mash together.
3: It sounds like there's a party down there.
1: Don't go down there. Yeah, we don't have time for that, do we? No.
3: Do do we? (laughs) No.
2: You might not come back from down there.
1: Sounds like quite the party.
2: It takes you an hour. Some of the some of the tunnel is beginning to cave in in areas, like not completely, but you see movement within the tunnel as explosions are going up above, um, and you make it to the edge of Calumport, and you exit further from where a massive wall. Has been erected. And you see just swarms of undead crashing into and climbing up over. And ahead of you, you see a boat waiting on the edge of uh, the coast. This looks like a small river boat. It's crashing up against the shore. And Manix yells up and says, That will take you up the river to Keltar. I will be joining you because my home is no longer there.
3: The more the merrier. Make a break for it?
2: The four of you begin to run towards the boat. Um, You look behind you, um, and... The sounds of wings come up and out of the mass that is surrounding the city, and giant zombified vulture-like birds come flying up and they begin to soar around the city um, and make a stealth check, everybody. At disadvantage because you're in kind of an open area.
1: Okay,
3: okay good. I rolled even lower than my ten
1: first one was a 19 oh wow
3: how about an 8 the second
1: was a 25 so we'll go 19
3: how about a 6 uh both Yenbol and Thea are yelling you're not gonna get us (laughs) (laughs) she's on the way to the boat
2: (laughs) uh two of the birds if that's what you want to call them um catch sight of you and begin diving down towards you as you're running for the ship what do you do
3: Uh, I will turn and cast... How big are these birds?
2: Um, The closer they get, the bigger they get. Oh, dear. Um, These things are, like... They look like vultures, but they're, like, the size of a pterodactyl. Wonderful. Wingspan of about, I don't know, 25 to 30 feet.
3: All right, I'm going to call lightning upon them. Uh, So I... I stop running for a moment and my feet kind of like skid stop in the sand. Uh, And I put my hands out and a crackle of energy comes from them. And then a storm cloud uh, appears over top of these two bird things uh, in the sky. And um, um, a bolt of lightning flashes down from that cloud. And each creature within five feet of that point, which I'm making over top one of the birds, I guess. Okay. Um, must make a dexterity saving throw. Uh,
2: that's going to be a 13 and an 18.
3: The 18 will save. The 13 will not. I- is there stormy conditions by any chance, or is it like bright, uh, sunny day? Just curious. No reason why.
2: No, it's, it's pretty clear, hot, sunny day.
3: Okay, well, then... I will not get an extra 1d10. I'm sorry. That's fine. Whatever.
1: He's not sorry.
3: <laughs> I get to roll 5d10. Okay.
1: okay. And
3: the one that f- saved will take half. Sure. Ooh, that is 35 lightning damage.
2: Lightning <laughs> crashes down through these birds, these undead creatures, the one that takes the full damage, like a wing gets like blown off and it spirals down to the sand and the other takes a huge hit and you see it kind of smoldering but still flies towards you and Manix says, get to the boat.
3: I haul ass to the boat.
2: Yeah, let's hustle. The three of you run and you sense that Manix turns and is standing almost like playing chicken with this thing. You see it begin to careen down towards Mannix.
0: I pull out a necklace from from in my shirt and start rubbing it and and uh, sort of close my eyes and, and speak to Ithgara. And spirits come out to protect us. They look angelic. So, all of my friends are unaffected by this, but the bird's speed is halved, and then when it enters the area for the first time, which I assume it probably will soon, um, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw.
2: Okay. Um, so this is, like, an area around each person? Yeah,
0: 15 feet.
2: Okay. Um, okay, we'll say the bird keeps going, speed halved? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Almost at, at, as so, you you rub an amulet. Is it obvious that you're doing something to the people around you?
0: Um, perhaps, but um, I mean, these like little angelic creatures come out to protect us, so they probably see that.
2: Flint, Flint, and Thea make a perception check at disadvantage, not to see the spirit things, but to see if you see the cast.
3: We rolled a nine and a ten, but then I have. Plus nine, so 18. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh,
1: my perception's not great, so that's a 15 on the first one. Ooh, and a seven on the second.
0: Flint blinked again. <laughs> he was getting yeah. ready to throw his thing. <laughs>
1: um, so,
2: Thea, you I think you see kind of... I don't know if you put two and two together, but you see...
3: That's a spellcaster. I think I might. Yen
2: Bull, maybe. Yen Bull stop um, and reach for an amulet, and then you're surrounded by these spells spirit, these spirit beings. Um, and you see Manix also. And this bird begins to slow down, and as it gets near, uh, two things happen. One, it has to make a saving throw for your spirit thing. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, what kind We're of stem. saving throw was it? Wisdom? Uh, it's gonna be uh, 19.
0: Jesus. Even. Fucking smart wow, bird, is Fucking smart, smart yeah, bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
2: rolled really well. (laughs) Uh, So nothing, sorry, nothing happens? Uh,
0: No, so it will take half as much damage, which is 13, so it'll take six damage.
2: What type of damage is it?
0: Uh, Radiant damage.
2: Uh, So as the bird enters this spirit's sphere, you see like its beak and its head begin to singe and as it gets close to Manix, Manix raises its hands and in an instant it turns, just like right angle, turns away from Manix um, and begins to soar up into the sky and lets out this shriek this hideous unbearable shriek and then begins to like ash away and fall back to the ground as it's going up into the sky almost like it's burning away but there's no flames it's just dissolving and pouring down onto the sand around you Manix turns and says, what are you waiting for?
3: I'm already in the boat. <laughs> I, run for I the said boat. I run to the boat.
2: You get to the boat and you <laughs> see and hear the city almost collapsing behind you. Screams coming. Boats are rushing out of the port into, uh, into the open sea. Um, You climb aboard the boat. Mannix gets behind the wheel and says, I can't see over the steering wheel. We need to go over to the river.
3: Why would you get behind the wheel, Mannix?
1: Nobody else was.
3: (laughs) Flint, you want to drive?
1: I mean, I'm not too much taller.
3: All right, I'm into this. Let's get on here. Everyone hold on to your asses. And I, like, start to press, like, buttons? Or how does it... Okay, it's, just <laughs> and big, I just... it's just a
2: big wheel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it buttons?
3: Is it, how do I make it go? <laughs>
2: uh, manix uh, unties a rope, which signals Flint and Yenbull to do the same to another couple ropes. Um, and the in the waves, the, the boat kind of comes free, and um, as if by some magic propulsion you begin to move towards the river the sound of battle fading behind you as you enter the open mouth of the Calimport River
0: and if anyone was to look at me right now as I sort of watch my beloved city under attack my eyes are sort of glowing a strange color as I, as
3: I fight back tears I, I don't look right at you because, like, you know, you're having an emotional moment, but I put my, my hand on your shoulder and give you a squeeze. Um, and as I do that, uh, I whisper a little, a little something, and I take a short read uh, from my pocket, um, and I, and I kind of break it up in my hand, and I've cast um, water breathing on all of us. That will last for 24 hours. Handy. just, just as a precaution we are in the water
2: is it a concentration
3: it is not
2: cool beans
3: Yep. it's just kind of it's just doing it it's a it's a transmutation spell y'all
2: um does anybody want to do anything specific before we flash forward in scene
3: i would like to learn a sea um song of some kind
2: some like, a of shanty? Shanty? <laughs>
3: like a shanty like a shanty
2: have you heard the tale of Flamakins?
1: Flamekins! <laughs> <laughs> flamakins! flamakins. Um, that is uh, exclusive to patrons over <laughs> our $5 and up tier. Ah, uh, so much stuff over there. Oh,
3: God. Too much stuff. I drive the self-propelling boat. Propelling, guys. Propelling!
2: Um, okay, well, I'll tell you during your travel up the river, aside from some bumpy rapids, the the further up you go um, nothing major of incident occurs so if there's any yeah
3: sorry are we on a river or in the open sea you're on a river
2: you went to the mouth of a river okay, so cool. now you're making going sure up a river okay so you're going inland yeah, now
3: cool Um, Thea does unnecessary things like licks her finger to feel which way the wind is blowing.
2: Mannix walks over to Flint and says um, Why do you require the amulet?
1: Well, it's a bit of a long story, but basically uh, I have a What's the best way to put this? I have the soul of a dragonborn inside me.
3: And I yell over my shoulder. And not like, you know, I've got the heart of a lion kind of thing. Not like that.
1: Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, no, like uh, legitimately it, his soul is also occupying my body.
2: Interesting.
1: And I kind of pull down like my plate and tunic and everything and show him the, the scales going up the neck. Mannix is on tiptoes kind of reaching up, <laughs> examining. Disrobing you. What,
2: not not disrobing you, but examining what you're trying to show him. Says so this is very interesting. I've seen soul-bound creatures before, but none that have taken a physical iteration. Where did you come by this ailment?
1: Oh, jeez! It was uh, the hell was the name of that place? Thea, what was the name of that place we went to?
3: Hmm, it was in another dimension. It was in the Library of the Dead. Okay. In Another Dimension.
2: Interesting. I'm going to have to read up on this. He turns around and sits back down and opens the one book that he had brought with him.
3: Is that the book of everything?
2: Most things, yes.
3: Can Can I look at it? I love books. In a a previous life I was a scribe.
2: Of course. He hands you the book.
3: I I hand Yenbo the wheel. (laughs) Okay. Good test. (laughs) Uh, And I start to flip through the pages. What do I see?
2: Uh, They are empty.
3: Is it like an invisible ink? Do I have to like breathe on it?
2: (sighs) Manix grabs it back and says, no. See here. Writings.
3: Why can you see them and I can't? What kind of enchantment is this?
2: Ah, I wanted to see if you were worthy.
3: Oh shit! Of the
2: information in these tomes.
3: Okay, brutal. All right. Only saved the world a few times, but that's fine. Only if nothing but impure intentions, but whatever.
1: I mean, you didn't save it with your reading abilities.
3: (laughs) Guess not. Guess I shoulda. It's only slightly hurtful, Mannix, but it's fine.
2: I apologize. I will see if we can rectify that by the end of this adventure that we're
3: on. Can I you see it? Many in the adventures. Book? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh no. Yes.
2: Um. Sure. Do you, well. I don't. I'm not sorry. Not sure you can see it, but um. I assume Thea takes the wheel back. I'll take
3: the wheel back. I mean, lightly. I was just
0: creeping over her shoulder.
3: Slightly displayed. Not over her shoulder
0: because she's much taller than me. I'm only sure. five foot six, but like around okay. the edge.
2: Um as you are flipping through, you don't you, you see a lot of blank pages, but as she's flipping through, you see like patches of things show up.
3: Are you all like, oh no, I don't see anything either? <laughs> 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 don't make, don't make me feel bad. Welcome to the club, Thea. <laughs> Can't read that book, club.
1: <laughs> Russ hates it when you try to read a book. I know. No books why well, we had you. to be
3: illiterate in the last
1: episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a common underlying theme of Russ just... Russ hates books. Fucking hate <laughs> literature. Uh, I didn't... Are we there yet?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, after... A couple days travel up Ooh, I river. I think that's back. the only time in the history of the world that's ever worked.
3: <laughs> Are we there yet? Yes, actually. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, after a couple days travel, uh, you
2: see uh, along the side of the river a, another city come into view. Um, it's much smaller uh, than Callumport was. Still large, but much smaller than the vast expanse that is Callumport. You don't really know where the undead came from, but this one looks. This city looks to be uh, untouched by any any armies at all. Um, you pull up to a, a a riverside dock. Not large ships here. Not large boats here. Um, pull up and tie off, um, and you enter. Uh, you follow behind Mannix. And Mannix leads you through the streets of this town that he referred to as Keltar. Do you do or say anything?
3: I think we. I well, at least, Thea yeah, walks quietly and just kind of observes and
1: is yeah, take it all in. Is
3: ready for you know just in case an undead pops out from behind somewhere. Sure.
2: Walking through uh, up to the city and through the streets, you see there's primarily farmland. In and around this area, whereas Calumport was uh, just surrounded by desert. Um, So uh, it's a little more greenery the more you went up the river. Um, And Mannix leads you to what looks like a, from the outside, an old, worn down temple. And begins walking up the steps to the large double doors he pulls them open dirt and dust falls down from the uh, from the hinges and from the frame around it and ushers you inside
0: I have not been to this temple before I have been to Keltar and sampled the figs and the wine and the
3: oils but I I have not seen this temple before this temple doesn't look like it's seen many people recently either.
2: Manix says this is the house of the broken god. Yeah, it checks. Inside, you will find a portal that will take you to marching mountains, which will take you to the entrance to Shangalar's floating pyramid fortress.
3: Okay, this is it.
1: Yep, off to Shangri La we go. Let's
3: do this.
2: All right, funny ones. Manix leads you up the center aisle of this temple, and pews are covered in uh, old fabrics. It, It really looks like nobody has used this building in a long time. The further in you go, though, you see a single candle lit down at the end of this aisle that you're walking down. And the closer you get, the more the light emanates. And the closer to the light you get, the more the room looks new and fresh. And like it's been kept up over the years. Mannix walks to the candle and grabs it and says, follow me. He leads you down a flight of stairs to an old cellar and inside there are runes on the wall Mannix walks over to them and runs a hand along them and although they look new under this light that he is that is being produced by this this candle dust falls from his hands you can hear it hit the ground you can't see it but you can hear it and the runes begin to glow as he runs his hand along them and the stone wall in the middle of them begins to glow a soft blue swirling with black says when you're ready we shall step through
3: will you be joining us
2: i am uncertain that the funny ones will make it back without me
3: and what about you
0: yenbo Oh, I promised Leosin that I would stay with you and help you in any way I could.
3: All right. No hard feelings, though, if he didn't want to, like, come on this one-way death trip or anything.
1: Yeah, it's not our first one of these.
3: I have heard much about your adventures.
0: I have been to the Marching Mountains before. I I have friends there, although they are elusive. Perhaps we will find them before we need to
3: take on our greater enemy. We're happy to be fighting alongside you. All right, Mannix, depressive, let's go. After you. I'll go first. All right, Flint, after you. (laughs) I go through.
2: Yenbull is... Yeah, I follow suit. Yenbull, and then Flint, and then Thea, and then Mannix behind step through and each of you as you step through you step into a lush green forest at the base of mountains that reach up past the clouds in the sky as Manic steps through there is the same portal with runes just illuminated in a a, not on a wall but just in space and as Manic steps through the portal sucks behind it closes you look around and take in your surroundings and as the clouds begin to move and swirl around the tops of these mountains there's a crack that comes through and a beam of light from the sun comes down and hits your general area you look up and beyond the clouds as they begin to part you see a massive pyramid Floating high in the sky above the mountains.
0: No biggie. Is this like the one that you crashed?
1: Ours was more of a castle, much smaller.
2: The intro song Nowhere Lands by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io All other music and sound effects can be found at epidemicsound.com A huge thank you to our supporting producers Christian Brown Creighton's Raven Devin Michaels Gabriel Lynch Jacob Madden Joshua Dixon Cat Waterflame Skull King 20 and Stevie To find out more how you can support Dungeons & Dragons visit patreon.com Slash dumb dragon cast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk soon.
0: On your mission, you are looking for something specific, yes? Yeah, aren't we, Flint?
1: I'm pretty sure we are.
3: What are we looking for, Flint? (laughs) You're the only reason we're here.
1: (laughs) Uh, We are looking for. Oh, what was it? Potion of of Amulet of Wonder? Yeah, there we go. I was like, it's a potion amulet. You're going to die. That's when you said amulet (laughs) and
3: I got really confused about, I was like, do I already have the amulet? Are you saying Mm. the power was with me
1: all along? (laughs) All along.
3: And do we see a lot of like glowing, like bright blue, white spots everywhere?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Had to. There hasn't been a dick joke in a while. Fair. Might as well make it dirty.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't give you that opportunity until right now.
3: To make a dick joke? That's okay. I'll always find my in. Amy needs to make her own opportunities for dick jokes.
0: It's more satisfying that way.
1: But can you say it like, get to the chopper? Get to the the boat. (laughs) Get get down. Get to the boat. The further
2: in you go, though, you see a single candle lit in. (laughs) Fuck.
0: <laughs>
2: Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production.
0: The Fable and Falling Network where fiction producers flourish.
1: Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been six months
3: since my last confession.
1: What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings I could recap here. Today, I want to confess the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, okay, uh, lots us unpack here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I am. Um, Lightly <laughs> dosed this Gatorade with a powerful laxative.
0: And I guess sorry for
3: making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt he had a right to know what you've done.
1: What I've
3: done? What did I do?
1: Are you kidding? Do you love Emily? What the hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professional. Where do you get off talking to me like this? Excuse me? What the f***? Who is there? Forgive Me, a comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.